You're listening to ClearTrack HR Podcast, a show about employee benefits, employment law, and other topics for HR professionals. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. Now here's our host, Zach Finney. Thank you for listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Finney, and I'm very pleased to have not just one, but two fantastic guests joining me today, Kim Adams and Cena Miller for One Digital. Kim Adams is a senior account manager at One Digital with over 13 years of experience in the benefits industry with a specialization in compliance, benefits administration, escalated employee issues, and benefit implementation. Cena Miller is a principal at One Digital. Cena entered the benefits consulting business in 1997. She's worked in client account management for over 15 years. She became a certified wellness program coordinator in 2008 and earned her registered employee benefits consultant designation in 2009. In 2015, Cena became a chartered healthcare consultant with a focus on the Affordable Care Act as it applies to the employer groups. After reading those two resumes, I feel like I need to work harder at my job. It's just, I, I, there's, I couldn't come up with a, a paragraph that sounded that good. So needless to say, we are honored to have you two on the podcast today. I'm personally a big fan of all the digital content you two produce at OneDigital.com. So how are you all doing this morning? We're doing great. Great. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us. And Kim, I mean, why don't we get started? Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you into the benefit industry? Sure. I started my career in human resources, actually, and I moved to the benefits consulting side about 13 years ago, so I'm showing my age here. Um, As an account manager, I have the perfect job, actually. I've remained in the HR field, and I get to focus just on one aspect now, which is benefits. So helping my clients navigate the confusing and complex world of benefits and insurance is why I'm in this position, and benefit communication actually is a favorite part of my job. So this is the perfect podcast to be on. Nice. And Cena, what about you? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you into the benefit industry? Sure. Yeah, I moved to Vermont um, 23 years ago to go to University of Vermont and then um, needed a job and just got a job as an administrative assistant working for a benefits broker. And about six months into that, he said, you should probably get your insurance license. And so I did. And um, 23 years later, you know, here we are. So that's how I got into the industry. Benefits is one of those things that people sort of get into by accident. And it's just a wonderful, it's a wonderful secret of the business world. Anyone who's looking for a job, consider getting into the benefits field. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. And, and it's funny you said about stumbling into the benefit industry because that same thing happened on, on my end. It was, uh, I knew nothing about it and got in with the company and you're right, there's just so much opportunities in that industry alone as far as uh, jobs and avenues that you can take. So definitely share that in common common with you. So for our listeners that are not aware, what can you kind of share with them what One Digital does? Sure. So One Digital focuses on workforce strategy and many employers may not have a workforce strategy and we certainly encourage everyone to do that. But we, we do that in three arenas. So employee benefits, which is where Kim and I reside, human resources consulting, and retirement and wealth management. So those are sort of the three areas of focus of our company. Uh, We are headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have about 2,000 employees all over the country. I think we're in 44 states at this point. And Kim and I are in the Vermont office up in Burlington, Vermont. Nice. And and 
as I mentioned, for one digital, the website alone has so much content. Is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Sure. Yeah. So uh, just recently, we've put up a new resource for employers. It's anyone, not necessarily just our clients, but anybody can access this. It's at onedigital.com slash open enrollment. And it's what we're calling our open enrollment hub. So it's particularly relevant to the conversation that we're about to have regarding open enrollment in 2020, which is going to be unlike any other probably. Uh, but we just have a lot of great resources on that website. If you go to it, there's recordings of videos and webinars that we've done on various topics like how to conduct you know, virtual open enrollment and that sort of thing. Um, probably my favorite tool on there is a scorecard for open enrollment. So you can download this and, um, and sort of grade yourself on various communication practices that you have already with your employees. And based on your grade, it'll give you a direction of, here's really where you should be focusing this year. Um, you know, to try and get the biggest bang for your buck during open enrollment. So kind of cool tools like that just to give you a sense of where should I be focusing my attention this year and in the future. Yeah, that sounds like a great resource. And we'll be sure to include that in our show notes, uh, the link to that. And, it, and then, of course, uh, your two information as well. And and like you just mentioned, the main topic I really would love to dive into and uh, get your opinion and feedback on is what it's going to be like performing an open enrollment in 2020. So, I mean, we'll just start, Kim, I mean, how has COVID-19 changed open enrollment protocols? Oh, good question. Well, let's look at traditional open enrollment. So you may have in-person benefit meetings, distribute paper enrollment forms or benefit information, maybe hold a benefit fair in your cafeteria. So with COVID-19, employees are now working remotely. So in-person meetings and benefit fairs probably won't work anymore. Even using paper enrollment forms won't be so easy in this environment. So COVID-19 really created a great environment to revamp open enrollment and introduce some virtual tools. So it's the perfect opportunity to shake up the tired open enrollment communication process and make it more employee friendly. However, one open enrollment protocol that won't change due to COVID-19 are some compliance aspects like distribution of required ERISA notices and plan documents. I think we're gonna to touch on that a little later. And can you share any benefits or enrollment trends you've seen as a result of COVID-19? Yeah, sure. According to MetLife's Benefits Impact Report, employees who are very satisfied with their benefits are nearly four times more likely to be very satisfied with their jobs. So a key element of driving awareness, of course, is effective communication of benefits. So we know benefit communication is hugely important. In a normal environment, communication during open enrollment is challenging. COVID-19 throws a curveball into an already stressful time of year. We're seeing a huge trend towards virtual tools. So first, we're seeing an integration with technology and a multi-channel approach. So digital tools are really hot right now. Tools like digital postcards announcing open enrollment or using text messaging to announce open enrollment are ideas of this. So what we're recommending, what I'm recommending to my clients is, you know, try at least one digital tool to bring open enrollment uh, sort of more virtual this year. Digital tools we are using include incorporating videos in on-demand platforms. So just a word about videos. Did you know that employees are 75% more likely to watch a video than to read emails or documents? So we're really seeing a trend toward incorporating short videos to help employees understand their benefits, whether it's linking videos 
in your benefit enrollment system or in your enrollment guide, employees are more apt to watch a short video than to read a handout. And I know because that's how I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of enrollment guides, um, now we're finding it's the perfect opportunity to take these benefit staples and make them virtual and more engaging. So what I've been doing for my clients is converting sort of the traditional open enrollment guide into these flipbooks complete with links and engaging short videos. So the flipbooks are kind of cool. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen one before, but as you turn the pages, it sort of makes like a little snick, like a little turning noise as you're, um, you know, turning the pages to sort of make it look like a virtual book, which is kind of cool. Nice. So, you know, we talked a little bit about traditional open enrollment meetings where people are required to sit through an hour meeting and maybe they only want to know about the medical plan or the new accident plan. We're also seeing a trend toward on-demand solutions such as recorded benefit platforms like Brainshark. Then the whole presentation can be recorded on a chapter-based platform and the employee can jump to the section they want to listen to or listen to the whole presentation if they want. They can listen to these recordings when they want and share them with spouses who, let's face it, often make the benefit decisions. Yes. Uh, with this tool, we can also get statistics on who logged in and what information they listened to. So the key takeaway here is to allow people to access benefit information when they want, not just at an hour in-person meeting. So again, that on-demand is, is so important. Finally, if you don't have one already, consider a benefit enrollment system so that your employees can enroll online and not have to deal with paper enrollment forms. It also streamlines administration for human resources as well. And depending on the system, employees can enroll in benefits right from their smartphone, which is what everybody's doing these days. Uh, absolutely. And we're saying this. Go ahead, Sina. Oh, I'm just going to add on to that. I mean, Kim just covered just about everything we could think about, but specific to the pandemic, um, kind of at the, at the executive level, the message that we're trying to get out there is communicate, communicate, communicate. And that, I've heard a chorus of that during the pandemic, just as sort of a management tool is like over communicate. And that applies to benefits just as much as it does to everything else during this time. And the reason for that is people are feeling more disconnected, right? Because folks are either working from home or working in a setting where they have to stay six feet apart from each other so that the sort of intimacy that we might have been used to in the work site is temporarily suspended. Let's hope not for too much longer. But with that distance between folks, like um, it just adds to the stress that people are feeling on top of homeschooling their kids and like being worried about going to the store and everything else that we're dealing with. Um, you also don't have the, the kind of interpersonal um, relationships that you used to have at work. So, the communication piece is just so important from management to, to remind people that, hey, we're still here. We still care about you. Here's our, you know, this is what we believe in. This is what we're doing. And the more you can communicate that um, specifically to the benefits, too, of course, that's what I'm passionate about. The more people are going to feel cared about and, and, and that, you know, that your company is strong and that everything's going to be okay, which is honestly just a huge part of relieving people's stress during something like this. And particular to to open enrollment, you know, everyone is worried about, oh, my, are my rates going to go up? Are the benefits changing? So the more you can communicate through all those wonderful methods that Kim just talked about, um, honestly, you can't do it too much. And if you think you're doing it too much, do it some more because um, people forget. And even if you heard something one day, by the next day, you might have forgotten it and you need to hear it again. 
So that's yeah. just what I wanted to add yeah, on there. Yeah. And what do they say? Seven times in seven different ways. <laughs> Communicate right. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's great advice. And it's, it is a, a big change, you know, when we're personally moving from a, an in-office environment to the remote work, you can't just walk down the hall and talk to your local HR rep and get and answer the questions immediately. And the just need for uh, proper, efficient communication seems just more important than ever for this 2020 year. And exactly. kind of, and going on that same theme about communication, what should HR professionals do to safely communicate benefits with employees? Well, if an employer really wants to communicate in person, then be ready to social distance and be sure that masks and hand sanitizers are mandatory. Um, we still recommend using this opportunity to incorporate some virtual tools such as Zoom meetings and brain sharks to cut down on in-person communication. So we, we're, we're still saying, you know, hey, if you have to do it in person, you know, do it safely. But, you know, try to throw in one virtual tool in there, too. Right. And then companies usually distribute or, or printed benefit books and add table tents and posters around the office to kind of communicate upcoming open enrollment dates or benefits. Is it still OK to do these things? Yeah, it's still okay to do these things, but really consider those who may be working remotely. So we recommend taking this time to shake up open enrollment and add some virtual options. But how about if you make the enrollment guide available in print or PDF or maybe a flipbook this year? Um, instead of a benefit fair in the cafeteria, how about you hold a virtual benefit fair where vendors are available at certain times for employees to ask questions to? Um, and, you know, even though I've been pushing the whole virtual thing, keep in mind that open enrollment is also a time that employers need to distribute ERISA information annually, such as required notices, summary plan descriptions, summary of benefits and coverages. The rule of thumb is if an employee has email access, you can distribute these documents electronically. If an employee does not have a work email address, then you need to get written consent from the employee before distributing any of these docs electronically. So some printing may still be required for, for some companies. And then we know a lot of clients like that face-to-face -face time with employees during open enrollment. And obviously that's not really possible right now and definitely not recommended. But what do you recommend HR professionals and benefit directors to do to maintain that, say, human touch, so to speak? Yeah. So Zoom meetings are a wonderful way to be able to have a face-to-face -face conversation and really put eyes on an employee. Um, being able to see eyeballs and see reactions is, is big. So if you're going to have a Zoom open enrollment meeting, perhaps you have some slots available where the employee can talk directly to someone in HR about their benefits. So I know we've seen groups that have said, okay, you know, set up one-on-one -on -one meetings if you still want to talk to someone in person. So everything's not totally virtual and there's no face-to-face -face at all. Yeah, that kind of gets back to what I was saying about over-communicating. Um, one of the things that we've seen here within my own company, our president has recorded a short video every Friday during the pandemic, starting back in March. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just short. You know, he's sitting at his desk and he just says, hey, One Digital, you know, I hope you all had a good week. And, you know, just a couple of little updates about the company and then closing out with, you know, have a great weekend. And just something short like that is, it's not face-to-face, because -face, obviously we can't be in person, 
but it's just so powerful as a way to communicate um, you know that the company cares about you and that's what benefits are all about so it's more than ever important that you know the HR person or the company leadership could just record a short video I mean less than five minutes people don't want to sit through a big long thing but just something short hey guys open enrollments coming up here's what we're going to do differently this year really excited that we're adding accident or whatever then you know just something about your benefits and then just sort of plug that on a regular basis and people get to see your face they get to hear your voice um, I'm just a huge fan of really short videos that people can watch and just help them feel connected when we can't be together in person hmm. absolutely and you know I, I know here at clear track we try to do the you know we're a smaller company we try to do that teams meeting where or a zoom meeting where we can see each other's face and at least try to connect once a week and it it really it's the the people that are working remote full-time I mean they see such a benefit in that and still feeling like part of a team instead of so isolated so know anything you can do to kind of bridge that gap is huge yeah um, let's talk about um, enrollment types and would you recommend employers opting for a passive enrollment this year rather than active and before you answer, just for our listeners who may not know, an active enrollment means the employee is required to take action or they lose benefits, while passive enrollment means the employees will maintain their current benefits, even if they do nothing during open enrollment. So should employers opt only for passive right now? Well, an active enrollment really is best practice as it puts the benefit package in front of the employees and requires them to make a benefit selection each year. It also helps to increase benefit awareness and, we hope, allow the employees to see the value of their benefit package. Active enrollment, however, requires that HR professionals engage directly with employees to ensure that no one inadvertently misses their opportunity to elect coverage for the new year. So we are seeing some clients opt for a passive enrollment this year just to relieve some of the burden of the enrollment process on their employees. Um, you know, with this strange COVID environment, I think people employer employers just want to put less pressure on the employees to have to do things this year and try to make it as right. easy as possible especially if there's a benefit that you're not changing like the dental's not changing mm -hmm. so if we don't hear from you it's going to carry over something like that um, yeah. but I want to stack onto this because this is something I'm really really passionate about employee benefits are a huge investment right? They're like the, the second or third most expensive item on an employer's balance sheet. And many employers just sort of drop this money, like dropping it into a well and hoping that it does something good. And, you know, sometimes they're not getting the bang for their buck because people don't even really understand what they've got. So I'm just a huge proponent of an active enrollment, you know, with some exceptions, like I said, if something's really kind of small, not changing, maybe you don't force everybody to pick every single thing, but this is the opportunity once a year for the employer to um, sort of shout from the rooftops about how great their benefits are and really get people on board because something like 92% of Americans just picked the same thing they had last year at open enrollment because they don't want easy. to be bothered with it. <laughs> it's easy. They don't understand yeah. it, um, which leads to, you know, a significant number of people not even really understanding what they have. And if you're spending, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on this thing for your employees, just like if you were building a new building or buying a fleet of vehicles or, in, or hiring new people, you're going to put so much effort into those things and making sure people understand the great value of it that we think you should do the same thing for your benefits as well. So just think of it as an investment and how much um, kind of value you can get from that by making sure your employees understand 
how great it is. You know, if you're if you have a health plan that's better than most of your peers, make sure people know that and and also how they can be best be accessing it. You know, like do you have a concierge program that will help them when they have a difficult medical situation or something like that that they not may not know about. Make sure people know about it. Make it short and and sweet and interesting and fun. Like I said, like short videos or or like the flip book that Kim was talking about. Um, but this is your chance. And so as much as possible without making it kind of punitive and like you have to sit through this long meeting and it's going to be boring, but like, hey, here's just a reminder of all the great things we do for you because we value you and we want to lift you up. And like, it's just a great opportunity. And I would hate for that to, to pass by even during a COVID year, maybe especially during a COVID year, because people really need to feel that positivity and like they're being taken care of, um, which is really what benefits is for. So. Absolutely. And then what about auto enrollment? Would that be a good option during this pandemic? Kim and I were talking about that. I mean, I think it's something that um, it, it was suggested to be part of the Affordable Care Act. So auto enrollment might be, you're gonna get enrolled in a health plan unless we hear otherwise from you, right? Um, and, and some people have taken that tack on their 401k and that's starting to get some traction, which is we're gonna enroll you in the 401k at a certain percentage unless you opt out. And in the Affordable Care Act, it was proposed that maybe we should do the same thing for health insurance, right? So you're gonna get put in our health plan um, and unless we hear otherwise. That has not gotten a lot of traction yet. It hasn't been enforced under the ACA and most employers are not doing that at this point because what we're finding is the complexity of that decision um, is greater than for 401k. So there's very little argument that everybody should be putting money in a 401k, but there's so many more options for healthcare that your employer's plan may not be the right one for you, right? So maybe you have a spouse plan, maybe you're eligible for Medicaid, maybe you're eligible for Medicare, something else where it's really not fair to sort of shoehorn your employee into that without giving them the chance to, you know, vet all their options and opt in. So that would be our recommendation on in terms of auto enrollment. Gotcha, and I just wanna say thank you to so much for joining us today on the podcast i feel like i have learned a ton of new information and i actually have a background in what we're speaking about and so you taught me a lot and i really really appreciate you guys joining us i hope you had a, a good time and i hope you'll join us again oh it was great chatting with you zach thanks so much for having us thanks, thanks so zach. much thank you and like I, like i said at the beginning of the podcast please check out the show notes for for this podcast, you'll see all the information that Kim and Sina had talked about and links, and they have a ton of resources at One Digital, and we love working with them. Again, thank you so much. This has been the Clear Track HR podcast. Thanks to our guests, Sina and Kim. I'm your host, Zach Finney. Have a great day.